This is a podcast by The Straits Times and Money FM 89.3. You're probably noticing more engagement and wedding photos on your social media feed. I thought they were just, you know, just photographers you? <laughs> promoting uh, their services. Well, apparently they are doing it for good reason as well, because more and more people seem to be in need of this. The pandemic appears to be inspiring more couples to tie the knot after the first COVID-19 pandemic year of 2020 disrupted weddings. According to data from the Department of Statistics, over 28,300 couples got married last year. That's actually a 25.1% jump from 2020. On the other hand, divorces also went up. Mm. Hmm. Well, let's find out more about these figures now. Zakir Hussein joining us here in the studio. Zakir is the Singapore editor at The Straits Times. Zakir, these numbers, what do they exactly mean given the two-year COVID situation that we had? In a sense, you could say marriages are catching up. You don't just get married, you know, with the two of you around. You get the entire mm-hmm. plan along. And so COVID safe management measures really got in the way of weddings, or at least of wedding celebrations. And I think many people just even postponed their registrations. So in a way, I think last year's jump was really catching up. On the so numbers. there were delayed postponed weddings plus the year's weddings. Plus weddings that, mm. you know, folks had planned to have when they turned a certain age or in 2021. Mm. Generally, though, are we seeing an uptick in marriage? I mean, compared to pre-COVID levels? No, right? So I think we're not. I think if you look at the average, it's a carryover effect, right? 28,000 compared to 21, 22,000 may seem high. But if you average it over the past five years, actually, the census, less marriages were registered. Oh, Uh, See, so that's the thing. Mm. We've been grappling with this for some time, haven't we? The fact that people are marrying later, not enough people are getting married. So is there a plan in the works (laughs) to address that trend? It's tough. I think keeping I think, in mind the inflation we're all facing and the I higher know. cost of living um, <laughs> is getting married really a solution. It could be. You can share. You would have somebody to share yeah. with instead of eating out and buying yeah. your own food. Actually sharing and cooking at home would be cheaper. Yes. And I think maybe the national population unit folks might need to relook, you know, efforts to really get folks married mm. as well as get married and babies. share the cost share of the cost, high standards yeah, of living. Of high living, cost yeah. of living. Well, I'm sure that a lot of people will be looking out for a refreshed marriage and parenthood package, perhaps, as we move <laughs> forward. You never know. More handouts. What are other demographics have been factored into the study, Zakir? Marriage rates, you know, I think what the figures also found were actually marriage rates declined really and people are marrying later, mm-hmm. right? They're still marrying, you know, maybe not as much as before, but they're marrying a little later. And at the same time, I think, you know, the median age has really gone up. So men, the median age is 30 and a half this, last year, you mm-hmm. know, for women, it crossed 29. But this later marriage phenomenon is quite common in an industrialized country like Singapore it is, and economically advanced that country, yep. right? So yeah. this is a trend that we will see in the long term. I think we can't run away from that. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also, you could say, I guess it's a cause for concern because generally among couples who marry older, the number of children you then tend to have also will be decrease. less. Yeah. Or they defer their parenthood plans down the road and then, mm. you know. The thing is, this affects fertility rates. Yes. And this is a serious problem for a rapidly aging population, isn't it? Based on what you've been hearing on the ground, 
around what exactly will it take to encourage people to get married earlier and have kids earlier as well? If you look at gripes over recent years, housing has been cited as an issue, right? The availability Mm -hmm. of BTO flats. I think the COVID delays have not helped with that. But at the same time, I think the general trend over the past few years, you know, making more supply available. And there is excess supply, balanced flats, alternative options, even ramping up rental options. I think some of these have helped address the aspirations of folks who do want to get married earlier. This podcast is available on our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us. And now, back to our podcast episode. Let's uh, look at the number of marital dissolutions. 13.4% increase from 2020. Mm -hmm. Is this a higher number than usual? Maybe it is a little, but again, many people also postponed divorce proceedings. Yeah, would they? Oh, they had to be on hold. During uh, COVID. But then that would mean they would live together when people were working from home. They would be working together. Is that Mm. a factor to look into as well? I think, you know, that's something. But I think... I think a lot of people realized while they were stuck at home together 24-7 that actually... they live together. Yeah, they should. Be together anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. there was a bit of that, wasn't yes. there? I think there was some of that. Domestic tensions did rise during lockdown. That's true. But I yes. think, you know, you might also have a situation where couples were already separated and living apart. Mm. It's just that, you know, because of safe management measures and so on, your divorce proceedings just never got finalized until mm. last year. So I think that probably played a factor as well. Now, clearly, COVID 19 has had a socio economic impact on Singapore society, just as it has on societies the world over. What exactly would you say are some of the key takeaways in terms of what the pandemic has taught us about such relationships and things that perhaps need to be put in place in order to mitigate the impact of, say, another pandemic or another lockdown on relationships? That's a tough one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, what exactly can you do, really? You know, you've just got to live through it, right? I mean, you've got to live through it. But I guess, you know, you could, in a sense, the pandemic, I think anecdotally, again, Mm. from accounts, I think some people felt the COVID-19 pandemic actually energized or strengthened their relationships as well. You Mm. know, for instance, families got to spend more time at home, right? You've had a whole generation of parents who, you know, pre-COVID might have struggled to kind of spend more time with their family on certain pursuits. And here, for the past two years you've kind of enjoyed this it's a bit hard to go back to what it was before and I think both sides of the coin are at play and hopefully I think perhaps one way to kind of help preserve or help marriages last is Mm -hmm. maybe you could get families or organizations or groups sharing stories of relationships that got strengthened throughout you know or amid the pandemic I would be very interested to see if there was a baby boom or a baby bust during the (laughs) COVID-19 pandemic in terms of birth rates I mean having I look at these numbers now now, whether, I mean, I think in some countries there was a baby boom, but mm-hmm. it, it's yeah. not a trend, but I would love to see what happens in Singapore. Yeah. That is I'm, sorely needed here, isn't it? <laughs> yes. A baby boom during the COVID would be a yeah. welcome, really. Yeah, don't forget, there were some COVID incentives, right? There was a bit of a special baby bonus uh, bump okay. for babies uh, during the pandemic. You know, more symbolic amount, 3000 but I think it might have helped nudge things a little. And I think from recent surveys, the general aspirations of Singaporeans in terms of having children, 
children in terms of getting married are still there. And I think so long as the factors are in place, schemes are in place to help them, you know, with housing, with affordability, with cost of living, mm. even with childcare expenses, mm-hmm. I think once that's there, hopefully the babies will keep coming and, you know, the wedding bells. All right. Well, we will look forward to that report, Zakir, next time if those information ever comes out. Zakir Hussein, Singapore editor at The Straits Times. The SG Extra podcast is also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us.